Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to the ProWrestling.net All Access Podcast. Today is Tuesday, January 2nd, 2018. Happy New Year, everybody. Coming up after this brief break for non-members, my full review of Tuesday's WWE SmackDown Live television show featuring AJ Styles against Sami Zayn in the main event, plus some Royal Rumble developments. All right, everybody, just a word of warning. Yes, if you uh, can't, if you haven't been able to tell already, I am still battling the cold from uh, last Tuesday at this time. I think it's when it kicked in. So day eight we are on. Yay. I think I'm getting better. I feel better than I sound, but bear with me today. Uh, the show was in Orlando, Florida at Amway Center, and um, this was a decent show again you know I, I just don't feel like wwe is really firing on all cylinders here as we approach the royal rumble i was kind of hoping some of it was uh you know they're getting through the holiday season and uh not you know kind of saving their best material for uh january and, and beyond and i guess you know obviously monday's raw was on uh, new year's night uh, but at the same time next monday's raw goes opposite the college football national championship game which is always a huge draw in the ratings and then uh you know this smackdown well, it's January 2nd, so should be business as usual. We did find out that the WWE Championship match at Royal Rumble is going to be not the triple threat that I'd been uh, kind of, I don't know about predicting as much as uh, throwing it out there as a possibility, uh, but it was uh, instead of a triple threat, it's going to be AJ Styles defending the WWE Championship in a handicap match against Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Daniel Bryan agreeing to that match when AJ seemed to mention it kind of out of frustration, uh, just uh, saying that he wanted those two. Daniel Bryan jumping in and saying, that's it, at the Royal Rumble. That's going to be the match, and it's for the WWE Championship. And so they left you, I think, I think because they didn't answer any questions, and I think that's by design. So we'll see if they do anything with this on the website or if they just kind of play up that mystery what does this mean? What, is, what happens if Owens and Zayn win that WWE championship? Are they co-champions? Is it the winner for the team gets the pinfall? Uh, one of the reasons that I was kind of mentioning the triple threat as a possibility is that you could make a case for, even if Daniel Bryan was the one who made the match, that he was doing so because he figured that was the best way to let Owens and Zayn show their true colors with one another. I don't know that WWE wants to break them up, uh, so maybe it won't go in this uh, direction. But that's kind of my thought here is where, as to why Daniel Bryan is doing this. It makes him look like a heel at the end of the show for putting AJ in this position. But I think with, with simple logic, he can explain that, yeah, both of these guys, yeah, they may act like they're best friends, but when you put the WWE Championship between them and only one of them can win it, if that's the approach they take to this, 
then uh, you know, let, let's see what happens. Um, I, 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 basically, he's banking on the two of them not coexisting if, if indeed they can't both be named co-champion. Uh, so I would assume that it's going to be, that's my guess anyway, I shouldn't even say I assume because I don't know where they're going with this, but my guess is that if Owen scores the pin for his team, he's the champion. If Zayn scores it, he's the champion, and that could lead to some uh, issues between the two of them during the match. But I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. A bit of a, a bit of a mystery cliffhanger, if you will, in terms of how this is all going to work out. And again, we'll wait and see if they announce anything on the WWE website or if that's something we're going to save for next week's SmackDown television show. Uh, off the top of my head, I believe the Rumble entrance announced on this show, uh, certainly Baron Corbin, he can't wait, he told us that repeatedly, and uh, also the uh, Riot Squad, all three members of Riot Squad are in. I don't recall if uh, there may have been others, and I'm sure Jake noted it in his report, and we'll certainly have a list up at uh, ProWrestling.net as well. Uh, But let's work our way through this show, uh, starting with uh, Jake Barnett's report. Again, you can find that at ProWrestling.net. He covers the show live on Tuesday nights, just as I cover Raw Live on Mondays, and I believe coming up soon here, uh, this week's a best-of show, but I believe uh, maybe starting the week after, John Moore is going to start going live with those NXT uh, television reviews as well. Uh, but uh, things opened up with a recap of last week's uh, issues involving AJ Styles, Kevin Owens, and uh, Sami Zayn. Remember when SmackDown was kind of that fun show that it was night and day from Raw where the authority were everywhere and all over the show and Stephanie McMahon's emasculating everyone and you tune into SmackDown and you get a little bit of Daniel Bryan, you get a little bit of Shane McMahon and they just uh, kind of called a sensible show. Well, now they're all over the place and involved in the uh, middle of the... Well, last time it was it wasn't the title picture. It just was uh, the whole Owens and Zayn uh, drama. And now here they are in the middle of the title picture. Uh, hopefully this is something... Hopefully it's leading to something, I guess. We're Stephanie and Hunter. Yeah, it leads to Hunter losing to somebody at WrestleMania usually and her taking a bump or, you know, suffering the one little modicum of uh, humiliation that uh, her character gets each year. But beyond that, it's just kind of, you know where it's going. It's not all that exciting. Where this maybe leads to something big, and I know the obvious one that a lot of people are hoping for, not so much that they want to see the match, but uh, they would take Shane McMahon being the opponent if it meant that Daniel Bryan could return to the to a WWE ring. We'll have to wait and see on that. Uh, but AJ Styles opened the show. Uh, I should point out the usual broadcast team uh, of uh, Tom Phillips and Corey Graves and Byron Saxton. Uh, but AJ uh, just cut a promo about uh, his match with Kevin Owens and said he asked for the match with Sami Zayn this week to get his revenge on him for what uh, he did the week before. And then he was wondering if uh, the man was going to allow Sami Zayn to be at ringside, uh, or the man who allowed Sami Zayn to be at ringside was going to do the same with Kevin Owens this week. Uh, That led to Daniel Bryan making his entrance, and then Shane McMahon came out not far behind him. And uh, uh, Shane ended up saying that uh, he had the best of intentions last week when he went down to ringside to have Sami Zayn removed, and he apologized to Bryan. Uh, or I'm sorry, actually he apologized to uh, AJ for contributing to his loss, and then uh, he moved on uh, to his vendetta with Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens and said he thought uh, he had uh, legitimate beef, but he couldn't understand why Daniel Bryan would have let Sami Zayn remain at ringside last week. And he asked him if he was turning the yes movement into the yep movement. I'm like, oh, God, that was a corny line. Uh, he uh, then asked if he was turning, uh, or I'm sorry, from there he said, uh, 
Um, basically, they just booked the match, I guess, is where they left this. Uh, Brian didn't have much to say. And uh, so, yeah, it would be, uh, basically, it turned out that it was going to be AJ against Zayn, as we knew going in. But then also, Kevin Owens was going to be allowed at ringside. Shane McMahon was going to be at ringside. And Daniel Bryan was going to be at ringside. Oh, man, holy authority figures. Uh, then we got a little teaser for the uh, tag match that was coming up, and they went to a commercial break. Coming out of it, it was the Usos facing uh, Shelton Benjamin and Chad Gable for the SmackDown tag titles. They had a false finish here where the uh, the challengers ended up getting the win and were celebrating with the title when a second referee ran out and informed the original referee, along with the help, apparently, of the uh, the, the big screen, that, uh, yeah, the wrong Uso was pinned. And I think the broadcast team even made it, uh, made, uh, kind of pointed out that the wrong member of the Shelton and uh, Gable tag team had actually made the pin. So, you know, basically two illegal men factored into the finish. Uh, so they end up, uh, it was good drama. You know, I mean, the fans, I think, were shocked that they had seen a title change. And uh, but they're, they're, it felt like they were kind of buying into the possibility before the referee kind of ran out. It became pretty obvious what they were going to do here, and of course they restarted it. And you know, hey, keep in mind, last time on Raw that they restarted a match, it was for the tag titles, and it was the team that uh, won heading into the restart, winning again when Sheamus and Cesaro beat uh, Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins for the tag titles. So it was like, well, maybe Lightning will strike twice. But no, it was the Usos retaining in 14 minutes and 11 seconds. Uh, Jimmy Uso hitting a big splash on Chad Gable for the win. And, um, uh, you know, I, I can't say that the finish or, or the, the restart, here's where it doesn't work for me. So why don't they use the big screen and a second referee any other time? Um, I don't think WWE is going to make this the norm that goes against, well, everything in pro wrestling creative, it would seem, and booking, where the heels uh, can't really cheat. I mean, there's a way to do it. I'm almost uh, reluctant to say this because I fear that someone in wrestling would hear this and actually go, you know, um, who are the bigger heels? Who's the biggest heels in the NFL sometimes? The, The person running replay. So you just put a, a heel authority figure on replay and you blame him for the bad decision. I, I really don't want to see it. But no, I mean, it's, I guess the, the whole thing is that, okay, so sometimes you use, once in a blue moon, it's okay to use replay and a second referee. But otherwise, it's just, oh, whatever the referee saw, you can't blame him. He can only call what he saw. It's a little bit, uh, a little conflicting there, I guess, was my issue with it. But I did think the teams worked well together. And um, I, I just think they need to do something to actually establish some sort of personalities uh, for both uh, Gable and Benjamin. Because, I mean, we've heard them kind of mock other tag teams like by impersonating them poorly, and that's about it. You know? And when they won the tag titles for a second, there's like, so we, these guys have won the tag titles, but we don't even know really anything about who their characters are. Uh, so, I mean, I, I, I like the team. I just want to see them actually do something with these guys from a, a character development standpoint. Uh, then Renee Young interviewed uh, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens backstage, and uh, they were talking about uh, how things would be different or th- than last week. And, uh, for instance, uh, you know, a- I guess the- a- Kevin Owens was giving some examples of uh, what's different. Like he had uh, uh, an omelet for breakfast, I think, last week, and this week he had uh, sunny-side-up eggs or something. That's different, uh, that kind of a thing. And um, basically they just said that uh, they were both going to defeat the WWE champion, because Owens had done it last week, and now it was Zayn's turn to do the same. Uh, then we got uh, Brizongo 
uh, making the tail end of their entrance on television. And then the Bludgeon Brothers came out. Um, they ended up uh, uh, showing footage of uh, what happened last week. Um, and the Ascension, um, the Bludgeon Brothers basically destroyed Brizongo again, and the and the Ascension tried to make the save, and I'm like, oh man, are they suddenly going to turn these guys into world beaters after we've seen them be some of the, you know, I guess really, not to put, not to be mean about it, but they've just been positioned as scrubs in on the main roster. Are they suddenly going to be this badass team just because they want to have a showdown with the uh, Bludgeon Brothers? No. Uh, Bludgeon Brothers took care of them pretty quickly. That doesn't mean they're not going to magically become a badass tag team, but at least for this week, it was kind of business as usual. But I don't know where you go with Bludgeon Brothers. You know, it's like they're beating Brizongo, they're beating the Ascension, and yeah, I mean, obviously they can work with the Usos and New Day, but they're not going to be able to work this style um, where they just destroy opponents, so... Well, what's going to happen then? I'm not saying it's going to be bad. Just waiting to see what happens. Uh, then we went backstage. We're New Day. We're uh, celebrating the new year with pancakes, of course. And uh, they were playing up the possibility of Xavier Woods becoming the new U.S. champion. Uh, and they had a, a pancake cake and uh, with a candle on it. And, but English and Rusev walked up. And English said he would be celebrating Rusev Day by eliminating Woods from the title tournament. And then Rusev ended up blowing out Xavier Woods' uh, candle on the cake and uh, said that's what he thought of his wish. Um, the, the crowds uh, just continue to love Rusev. They, they need to do something with this guy. Uh, then we ended up with a uh, just a like seemed like a brief pre-tape promo from Mojo Rawley as uh, he talked about how he was going to make uh, uh, his opponent, Zack Ryder, uh, irrelevant um, by defeating him in the U.S. title tournament. And uh, then we, and, and insert your own, uh, Zack Ryder is already a relevant joke there, if you will. Uh, then English and Rusev were in the ring, and uh, Rusev, in, instead of English singing, Rusev did this time. Jake labeled it a poem. I thought he was trying to sing. The man is a voice of an angel. It's like Fergie meets Jesus. Wasn't that the line? Uh, anyway, Woods uh, made his entrance. The match was on, and it was Xavier Woods defeating Aiden English in 731 to advance to the second round of the tournament. He will face Jinder Mahal. Uh, believe me, there was, even though, I mean, I, it, it's weird. I mean, I'm normally somebody that just says, give me, you know, for the most part, babyface against heel. Um, but in this case, Hey, Aiden English and Rusev, I mean, Rusev certainly is a babyface at this point, even if they book him against other babyfaces. And English is kind of along for the ride. Uh, there was a big part of me kind of hoping for that quirky Aiden English and Jinder Mahal match next week. But uh, they went with Woods, which makes sense. And so now we'll get uh, Woods facing uh, Jinder next week. And, I mean, I just continue to assume that this is all uh, being done so Jinder can win the U.S. championship. I don't know where Dolph fits in don't care. Uh, then we went to uh, Natalia, Carmella, Tamina, and Lana being interviewed backstage. Uh, they uh, uh, were calling, they said uh, they were now calling themselves a welcoming committee, and uh, they uh, said that the uh, they were the riot squad before it was cool as welcoming committee, and uh, they also said that they would take down riot squad because there was no substitute for the real thing. Uh, then it was time for the uh, the match between them, and it was uh, Riot Squad defeating the Welcoming Committee in uh, 654. Yes, they had heel versus heel. So again, a little bit, you know, might seem contradictory to what I said about English, but he's a babyface anyway. No one in this match was a heel. <laughs> just, I'm sorry, they're, they're, I'm sorry, no one in this match was a babyface, I should say. Yeah, they were just, they're all heels, and... 
I don't know what you expect the crowd to do, and I know there's going to be some shades of gray advocates out there. And Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. To each his own. But look at this match and, and what is the crowd supposed to do? They just kind of sat there not really knowing who to cheer for. They did fire up late and I'm like, they're cheering this crazy. They're, they're going crazy for Tamina. No, you could then you could see Lana was kind of trying to fire up the fans at ringside, and that's all it took was uh, the ringside fans to make some noise to stand out because uh, the crowd was so quiet during this. Uh, Tamina ended up being uh, knocked off the top rope by Liv Morgan when she interfered, and then Sarah Logan kind of went into like handstand position and dropped a knee on the uh, back of Tamina. Kind of a weird finisher, but Riot Squad go over, and you're like, all right, so at least, uh, I don't know, do you really put heat on the heels by having them beat other heels? I don't know, but at least Riot Squad got a win, and they can't get through a night with without making Riot Squad look silly. So out comes Charlotte, and she kind of responds to a bad promo that uh, Riot Squad had cut earlier. Uh, the, the Riot Squad, they had Ruby Riot talk, ask the fans in Orlando, so you all believe in magic. I guess because of the Magic Kingdom and the Magic Basketball team? I, I don't know. Uh, and it, see, it sounded like the fans were like, no. Uh, but uh, she played into that anyway. And then uh, Charlotte came out and responded to this by talking about her dreams. And, I don't know. It it was bad. Um, but uh, this led to her introducing somebody who uh, wanted uh, some revenge on them. And first was Naomi. And then it was like, because I, I thought... When Naomi came out, I'm like, oh, that's not who I was expecting. Oh, wait, there's more. Out comes Becky Lynch. And so the three of them go after Riot Squad and, sure enough, beat the hell out of Riot Squad and uh, stand tall in the end. All right? <laughs> so, I, yeah, great. Um, I, the, the three baby faces stand tall. I mean, I, I mean, it, it was nice to see Becky Lynch back, and I guess that's probably why they let the baby faces you know, look strong here is that it was her first night back, but... I just don't think they're doing nearly enough with uh, with Riot Squad. Uh, there's no individual characters there. Jake Barnett has taken to asking why uh, Sarah Logan is apparently a fur trader. I mean, just the way they have her dressed without any explanation. And it, I, Jake, my, my best guess is that uh, because if you remember, she was crazy Mary Dobson. I remember, I'm like, why is that? It just, she didn't look the part of like a psycho or anything just didn't she almost had a girl next door look to her when i saw her in an, at an indie event and it was like well she really likes horror movies okay or something like that the horror genre i don't remember what the explanation was so i'm guessing jake she's a fur trading wrestler by day but a serial killer by night no i'm trying for you jake uh from th this point uh, we get there at this point we get the baron corbin pre-tape where he talked about 
how the Royal Rumble is designed for him because he's the, the lone wolf. He can't wait. He just said he just kept saying he couldn't wait. He, he really can't wait. Uh, then it was uh, main event time. We had all the players make their entrances, and then it was Sami Zayn defeating AJ Styles in 1444 uh, down the stretch. Uh, this was kind of clever. Mike Chioda, when you see him, uh, when I see him anyway, I'm like, yeah, there's a chance of a ref bump here, especially if it's like a meaningful match, not if it's just some undercard thing, but he seems to be like one of the regular ref bump guys. And uh, not that he took a big one here, but uh, there was kind of a creative spot where he ended up being... Um, knocked out of the ring. And it, it wasn't like, uh, didn't look heelish, if I recall. It was just uh, uh, just kind of the, the action took him out of the ring. And he didn't land ridiculously hard or anything. But when he got up, Kevin Owens was there to check on him. But while he was checking on him, he was actually preventing him from returning to the ring where AJ Styles was pinning Sami Zayn. And eventually, Mike Chioda gets around uh, Kevin Owens and back into the ring and, of course, gets there just in time to make the two count. Uh, the referee then ejected Kevin Owens, who I thought had a good argument, or should have had one anyway, that, how would I know? My back was turned to the ring. Uh, but uh, no, he ejected him. And then uh, and Shane McMahon, by this point, was pissed, and so he'd already shoved Kevin Owens. And I thought there should have been a little better explanation here, but Daniel Bryan said that, well, if you're going to ask, uh, if Kevin Owens is going to be asked to leave, then Shane, I think you should do the same. And I thought it should have been, you know, you shoved him. He didn't get physical with anyone. You shoved him, so I think it's only right that you leave too. But uh, Kevin Owens uh, uh, ended up uh, on the apron. AJ Styles took a shot at him, but that still allowed Sami Zayn to perform the Hiluva kick on Styles and pin him. So, yes, AJ Styles has been beaten now by Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn in back-to-back non-title matches. And then after the match, uh, AJ was venting on the mic, and uh, he, he told uh, Shane and Daniel Bryan to stop bickering like children. Yeah, that'd, that'd be nice. And he told uh, Kevin and Sammy that they're cowards and they can't earn a victory on their own. And he said uh, Bryan and Shane should make everybody happy and just book him in a handicap match. And uh, so it didn't seem like he was really, you know, asking for the match necessarily at the Rumble and certainly not as a title match. But Bryan jumped on it. That's it. Uh, it'll be AJ Styles against Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn in a handicap match for the WWE Championship at the Royal Rumble. And so Brian again, looks like the bad guy here. I still have a hard time imagining that they're going to turn him heel. And so my best guess remains that, yeah, there's some logic to it where he's, you know, it, it looks bad this week, but you know, by the time the match plays out, it's like, ah, he's, you know, he was actually uh, not working in, in favor of Styles, but kind of working against those two, knowing what their real nature is and that they weren't going to be able to coexist. Uh, they, you know, they were going to be more concerned about the individual spotlight. Now, if they make this, that either guy, if they win the title, they share it. Remember when that's weird. But if they do, then all bets are off. I, I don't know why you, they would have, you know, what the explanation from Daniel Bryan would be then. So I'm guessing there has to be something where only one of them can win the title. Uh, and, and so, um, yeah, and then maybe that explains why they didn't go triple threat too. where a handicap match, uh, you know, you can kind of pull the opponent up, but you're not actually getting physical with one another. So if they do want to keep these guys together coming out of it, 
they still can, you know, or they just didn't, if they, if they don't come to just all out blows, um, you know, there's, there's probably a way to do it where you can keep them together, even if they do kind of melt down at the pay-per-view, because I don't think they want to just split up Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn already. It, it, that seems very premature. So, but I, I also don't think they want to have co WWE champions. So, uh, yeah, it's one of those matches that you can have at, the Royal Rumble. You know, I wouldn't want to see this headline a SmackDown pay-per-view on its own, but here it is, and it's, you know, the Rumble, I guess the two Rumble matches now sell the Royal Rumble, and so you can get away with a title match that is a little bit out there, a little bit clunky. I'd like to see them actually try to make somebody and, and take an established world champion and put him in there with somebody from that they have high hopes for on the undercard, where that, that wrestler doesn't necessarily win the championship, but they put in a hell of a showing. And, you know, they help, Not even if you can't make a star with that person, because just, you know, you're, it, it, ideally you could, but if you can't, that person means more coming out of it. May not be a bona fide star, but they mean more coming out of the match than they did going in. But I guess I'll have to wait for another year in order for that to happen. Uh, but that's going to do it, everybody. If you enjoy these audio reviews that we do, know that uh, the members hear them after all the major television shows. Normally, they hear me on Mondays. With the holidays the last couple of weeks, they've heard me on Tuesday afternoon for the WWE Raw reviews. We'll get back in the habit of doing the Monday night reviews here uh, now that the holidays are behind us. And, uh, of course, uh, SmackDown, if you guys don't hear it here on Tuesday, the members are hearing it on Tuesday, every Tuesday night. Uh, my review of SmackDown, they also your NXT, Ring of Honor, and Impact Wrestling audio reviews when those shows are not in best of mode. Uh, and uh, and Lucha Underground, as a matter of fact, when that show is in season as well. Plus, all the major pay-per-view reviews in uh, that are, all the major pay-per-views are reviewed in audio form. Uh, if you have any questions about our membership, very simple. Visit the main page of ProWrestling.net, click in there, find three different pricing options available, and choose the one that works best for you. It, it is the ad-free version of both our website and our mobile site. So once you sign up for membership, you get access to our nearly 10-year history of audio content, plus everything's ad-free. No ads at all on the uh, ProWrestling.net members' website. And you have access to the forum. There's all sorts of perks. If you have any questions, again, feel free to reach out to me on Twitter at ProWrestlingNet or shoot me an email at D-O-T-N-E-T-J-A-S-O-N at gmail.com. All right, I'm off to rest the voice, but I will talk to you guys again very soon. I believe uh, the plan for Wednesday's all-access show is Will Pruitt and Jake Barnett getting together for a pretentious wrestling podcast previewing the New Japan Pro Wrestling Wrestle Kingdom event that is uh, coming up very early Thursday morning. Don't make that mistake. It's not, uh, well, it must be Friday morning? Cause it's, no, it's a very early Thursday morning. It'll be January 4th in Tokyo, and uh, it'll be a very early Thursday, so January 4th here as well. I believe it's uh, about 2 a.m. Central, 3 Eastern, and uh, Will Pruitt and Jake will get you guys previewed for that show. Uh, they're very knowledgeable when it comes to that product, so I look forward to hearing them discuss that, and then uh, Will is uh, going to bite the bullet and stay up late. I was going to, but my sleep schedule with uh, this illness is way off, and so I don't even know if I'd come close to staying up, but I definitely intend to watch it uh, first thing on Thursday morning, but uh, Will's going to have you guys covered both in audio form heading in, and then with the uh, live review, so if you're up late, watch 
watching Wrestle Kingdom on uh, Thursday morning, uh, check over at uh, ProWrestling.net and find out what Will thinks as uh, he watches the show as well. Uh, but that'll do it, everyone. Thank you again, and uh, take a moment, subscribe to our daily podcast, rate and review us on iTunes. Anything you can do to help spread the word is greatly appreciated, and I will talk to you again very soon. Take care.